We are back. The Colgate Raider Report podcast has made it to year number two. This is Eric Malinowski, and I must have done something right to be invited back. Well, let's be honest. The only thing I did right was talk to the amazing student athletes and coaches at Colgate University that make this podcast so darn interesting. And we have a wonderful opportunity for you as we are looking for a Colgate Raider Report podcast sponsor. Please give Ryan West a call at 607-432-1030 for more information. Let's get started and kick off the 2019-2020 Colgate Raider Report podcast season with Colgate football and Colgate women's soccer. Very glad to be joined right now by star defensive player for the Colgate Raiders, Nick Wheeler. And first of all, Nick, how's camp going so far this year? Camp's going well. Uh, everyone's getting after it and everyone's enjoying it. And we're just having a great time flying around to the ball, starting to get ready for Villanova. So just trying to get ready and looking forward to August 24th. Now, this will be your last camp. Be honest. Are you going to miss camp at all or are you glad this is your last camp? I'm definitely going to miss it, miss flying around with my 89 brothers on the field each and every day for four weeks just getting after it. I mean, once the season started, that'll be more exciting, but you'll definitely miss flying around with everybody. What's the most rewarding aspect of camp? Just getting to the first game. Uh, You beat up on each other for four weeks, practice for four weeks straight, going strong and going hard, and then the reward is just being able to play in that first game. So I think that's the reward for us, and that's the most exciting part. What's the most challenging drill in camp? I don't think you can look at the drills as being challenged. I think you just have to attack everything with the same mentality that you want to work hard and that you want to be great at it and that you want to do perfect. Obviously, you can't be perfect, but you want to strive for perfection. Colgate's been really good in the past when they've had that proverbial chip on their shoulder. With all the success you guys had last year and with the bullseye on your back this year, Nick, do you still feel that a lot of kids on the team have a chip on their shoulder or are you more in the favorite role this year? What's the mindset going into this year? Yeah, there's always a chip on our shoulder. Uh, Obviously, the expectation is to win the Patriot League, but the chip is more so nationally. Getting back to where we were last year and just going further. We've shown that we could play for a half with the national champions in North Dakota State, the best team in all of FCS, which has become a dynasty in recent years. So, I mean, if you can go there and you can play for a half and show that you have what it takes to compete at that level, we use that as like our chip and our motivation to, to get through everything and play our out-of-conference schedule as tough as we can and then get in the Patriot League and play the Patriot League as tough as we can. Talking to Nick Wheeler of the Colgate Raiders football team. You guys did so well, Nick, last year against the Colonial. Is that always a driving force to do well against that conference? We don't really look at conferences. We look at our opponents as every week is the same, whether it's Bucknell, Lehigh, or like you said, Villanova, or we have Maine this year, and Dartmouth. Like, we look at them all the same, and we say, you know, this is our upcoming opponent. We're not going to look at them any different. Obviously, the stakes are higher, and teams are going to view those teams as being better than us, but... We just look at those teams and say, you know what, like this is our opponent this week and this is what we're going to focus on. Is there any specific stretch that you're really looking forward to this year's schedule or, like you said, every game is important? The first five games, man. That's going to be a tough part of the schedule. Uh, Coach Hunt's been telling us it's been the best five-game stretch that Colgate's had in a while. We play uh, Maine, I think, who's ranked in the top 10, Dartmouth, who finished in the top 15 last year, and then Villanova, who's normally been a traditional FCS powerhouse, uh, have had two down years, but you can't take them lightly, and you just got to be able to come out and play really great football, and then we also have William & Mary, and then we also have Air Force, FBS, and we go out there uh, official week one of college football, but I mean, that's that's a really tough five-game stretch, so you just really want to go out and you just want to play that five-game stretch as best as you can. Obviously, the most important thing is getting that win against Villanova, but when you look at the grand scheme of things, how about Colgate kicking off the 150th college football season. It's exciting. 150 years of college football. Uh, I didn't even know it was coming up. I mean, just knowing that there is 150 years of college football is exciting. I mean, it's something that's been going on since 
way before I was born. And just being able to be a part of this year in history is great. And it's even better to be the very first game of the season. I mean, it's special, but also it's important, like you said, to get the first W. Since you are in the Week 0 game starting earlier than usual, does it feel earlier than usual or not really? Or can you tell that your body's getting going a little early, Nick? I mean, after the first few weeks of camp, you really don't tell. You get in the camp grind, and then you just you get in the camp mode. So, I mean... Uh, everyone's a little sore, everyone's a little beat up, but that's what happens with camp. Starting early, I don't think that is a factor us. We just want to be able to play football. 2019 Stats FCS preseason All-American first team, preseason Patriot League Defensive Player of the Year, and the preseason accolades go on and on. What do you think of preseason honors, Nick? Do you like them? Does it put more pressure on you, or you're kind of indifferent to them? Honestly, I really don't try and think about them. Uh, look at the preseason accolades as of things that happened based off of last year. And a little moving around, like transfers and stuff like that. But I don't really pay attention to it most of the time because it's based off 2018 season, and now we're focused on the 2019 season. Saying that, how are you treating last year with a historic defensive run? Do you guys mention that? Do you try to mimic last year, or do you just put that behind and the 2019 defense has their own identity? Is it unfair to the 2019 team to kind of measure up to what the 2018 team did, and you guys just go out there and do everything you can do? I don't think it's unfair. I think we have the pieces in place to be able to be just as good as we were, but we don't want to compare ourselves to the 2018 team or defense. We want to compare ourselves to the 2019 defense and what we would do this year. Accountability, that's certainly a word I hear a lot at Colgate. Does accountability change from year to year with the players that enforce that? Accountability stays the same. Uh, One thing we preach on defense is doing our 111, so you do your one job, and there are 11 people on the field. So you do your one job, and you have to trust that the other 10 players are going to do their assignment and play just as aggressive as you are. And you don't really focus on trying to do extra. You just go out there and you do your job, and if you trust – that your brothers will do theirs and you hold them accountable, then we believe that they will. How rewarding is it, Nick, to play for Coach Schaffner? He just seems like a great guy. Ah, man. I, I call him Papa Schaff. Uh, he's a really great guy. Love him to death. I mean, I believe he's the best defensive coordinator in all of college football. He just teaches so much and knows so much, and it's just great to play for him. It's an honor. Can you interpret the mic'd up segment for the fans out there? It's bad, it's bad, it's good, but it's bad. What was that all about, Nick? So we have a unit where I go with the inside linebackers and we're doing a short drop. Coming in as a freshman, uh, being an inside linebacker for the first six weeks and then moving the defensive line. You know, he, he couldn't say I was doing too good, but he also couldn't say I was doing bad. He said it it was somewhere in between. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, we have conversations like that all the time. It's just fun to joke around with him. How have you evolved as a player from your freshman year to now? Uh, Knowledge of the game, number one, uh, is key. Being able to just look at the offense and just being able to try and understand what may happen before the play happens. Evolving in the run game, uh, just from last year alone, like I feel like I've gotten a lot better playing the run game. Uh, Talking to my coaches, uh, they believe I've gotten better in the run game and it's something that I needed to work on from last year and I, I feel like I have improved. Uh, and just the past game, just being able to be more explosive, have more speed, and just being able to play my game and just putting it all together as a whole. Do you think about the NFL, or is that a distraction, or you kind of have to think about the NFL if you're going to attain that lofty of a goal? My main focus right now is the 2019 season, and then after the season, that'll be a discussion we can have any time. Was there a significant reason you picked number 92? Do you have a favorite 92? Is there a player out there that wears the 92 that's your favorite? Believe it or not, they gave me the number 92. Uh, like I said, coming in my freshman year, uh, I started out as an inside backer. But when they recruited me, they always said they were going to move me to D-line. So I think giving me number 92 is just 
uh, the preparation for that transition. Uh, my dad was number 55, so obviously coming in, I would have wanted to be number 55, but Victor Stefan had that number. My freshman year, I just rolled with it. I rolled with 92, and I just wanted to leave a legacy with a number. How crazy was your city of St. Louis after the Blues won the Stanley Cup, Nick? It was crazy. Uh, I was back here, but I was actually able to be at home for game two. Ballpark Village was insane. It was absurd. It was crazy. Uh, and I was also home for the Western Conference Finals. Being able to be at home to watch that game, it was just exciting to win, to be able to be around all the people of St. Louis and just celebrate together going to the Stanley Cup. How is your senior year looking, academically speaking? It's looking good. Uh, just on, on track to graduate. Just trying to get classes over with. I mean, it's it's been a long ride, and it's crazy to look back and realize that I'm already a senior and that I'll be graduating in May in 2020. Nick, always good stuff. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great season. All right. Thank you. That is Colgate's Nick Wheeler on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Now we're going to switch it from the defense to the offense. This is Eric Malinowski. Glad to be talking to star quarterback of Colgate University, Grant Brenneman. Grant, first of all, how's camp going? Uh, it's going really well so far. Um, you know, getting a really good look against the defense, you know, getting to compete against them every day. And now we're really shifting our focus to Villanova. So uh, just excitement around the program right now and ready to get to the first game. With graduation, there's always going to be question marks hanging into a particular season. And this year, the wide receiver position, a lot of talent, but not a lot of experience. So tell us a little bit about who you've been thrown to, Grant, and how is the chemistry between you and this year's group of wide receivers? The wide receivers is a position that we've really been pleased with so far. They've come a long way in just a couple of weeks, and they're really competing hard right now. And, uh, you know, there's some guys that are sticking out, starting to make plays, and really showing that they can be the guy this year. One of the leaders of that group is Nick Gill, I think one of the two seniors in that group. And, um, you know, he's been a guy that had a really good spring and been consistent in the fall, too. And a guy that can go up and get the ball, can be physical on the outside block, and he just does his job. So he's been waiting a while to get his chance, and now, and now he's got it. With the unproven commodities at wide receiver, have you done anything different? I mean, I know even in past years, even when you had a good relationship going into the season, you got the extra reps in and stuff. So is there anything different this year in terms of extra work with the wide receivers, or you've always had extra work with the wide receivers no matter who's out there? Yeah, we definitely get extra work after practice and whatnot, but I think I really just like the mentality of the guys right now. They're really take it upon themselves to prove themselves and compete against our defense and when you got um you know the secondary that we have it's you know it's every single day is a grind so when they're winning battles against them it's, it's really promising to see and then the rest of the offense a lot of familiar faces you have to be really pleased of course yourself in the quarterback position the running backs you got a talented tight end core and then the offensive line looks amazing yeah it starts with the o-line got guys that have played a lot of football and a couple guys that have been waiting behind some really good players to play so I'm excited to see how they play and really feel comfortable with them up front uh, definitely feel safe in the pocket there um, and then you go to the backfield and you got two guys um, and Malik and Alex that have played a ton already uh, learned from a great player in James and then the tight end group has always been solid for us we got three guys there that are really contributing right now and probably gonna have a really good season how do you get better Grant I mean your numbers have been staggering your first couple of years so what have you really honed in on in the offseason what parts of your game do you feel you can improve on yeah, I think every single day I can just get better mentally, I'm trying to put our offense in the best situation on the field. And then I've been working hard in the weight room, just like the rest of the team has to be up bigger, faster, and stronger. So I think when you put those two things together, hopefully the results should show on the field and uh, hopefully play a little bit better this year. Would you consider yourself a master of the read option offense at this point, or it's just too complicated to really have that designation? 
I mean, I think that I'm definitely working hard to, to try to get there, you know. I have some really good quarterbacks that have played in this system before. So, you know, I'll go back and watch, you know, Jake Melville and guys like that, try to learn from them. So I think I'm, you know, starting to catch on and really, you know, start to make it my own. You said you're getting the work done in the weight room. Is that one of the keys to staying healthy? Because as a quarterback in the Colgate offense, I mean, every quarterback gets beat up, but with a quarterback in this offense asking to run a lot and stuff like that, you definitely take your lumps. So is that part of it, just getting as strong as possible in order to stay healthy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, our coaches have a saying the most important part about playing quarterback is uh, being able to practice on Monday. So, you know, you got to be able to know what what hits you need to take and know how to take hits off of you. So um, that's one of the, the nuances of this of this offense is you got to know when you need to run, you got to know when you don't need to run. Is this schedule overwhelming at all or based on last year's schedule and that you guys ended up losing to the eventual champions in North Dakota State? Do you look at this schedule and say, okay, there's really good teams on the schedule, but we believe in ourselves. We believe we're in every single game. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, looking at the non-conference schedule before we even get into the Patriot League, that's the way we want it. You know, we want to test ourselves. Um, we want to go up against the best competition in the country, and we think that that's going to make us better and prepare us for the league. So, I mean, starting off with Villanova, another a CAA team, uh, unbelievably talented, had a really good start to, the, to their year last year. So, you know, it's going to be a dogfight going in there on national TV. Talking to Grant Brenneman, quarterback for your Colgate Raiders. What positives did you take from the North Dakota State game where you guys ended up losing, as I said, to the eventual champs? That's the first time we've been in that situation. I think you saw guys grow during that game and saw leaders emerge during that game. The scoreboard wasn't really exactly what we saw, but it also kind of motivated us to say, hey, that's the, you know, the model program in the FCS. That's where we want to go, and that's how much better we have to get. So um, it was definitely a motivating factor this offseason as well. Does it feel earlier to you? or it's August, it's ready for football, one week really doesn't make a difference, or does it feel kind of early to you to be playing football already? Honestly, it doesn't you know really make a difference at all. The guys up here during the summer were just ready to get camp started, and honestly, if you asked half of us what day it was today, we would have no idea. So, you know, we just basically count that down the days till August 24th, and that's how we keep, keep track of time. You've been involved in a week zero game before, Grant, but this time around, it's the first game of the college football season 150th season what does that mean to Colgate football yeah it's definitely a you know a huge for our program to get that kind of recognition um and I think the guys before us have worked hard to get the program to this point and now it's kind of you know our chance to try to show out on national tv when you know uh, the lights and all the eyes are on us so it's really exciting and again we've got a really big challenge with Villanova so I mean we're going to be locked in and ready to go preseason Patriot League offensive player of the year does that mean much to you or preseason awards are nice but in the grand scheme of things they really don't mean much yeah we, we kind of have a joke that the preseason awards are more of a last year's postseason award than, than anything it's a huge honor to have that award in the Patriot League and you know definitely motivates me to try to live up to it but at the same time our goal is to win the league and normally when you live, win the league the awards take care of themselves so you know that's definitely the goal a tremendous honor for you as most people have heard invited to the Manning Passing Academy so let's talk about that a little bit did you know any of the other QBs going in did you have any relationships going in I actually knew a couple guys just um, from working out with them before with some quarterback coaches Kenny Pickett Alex Hornibrook guys at Pitt and Florida State so I knew a, f- a few of them actually Tommy Stevens at Mississippi State roomed with my brother when he was at Penn State so I knew a, a few guys going down there but just the group of guys you know the, the amount of talent with the college quarterbacks there and then obviously learning from the Manning family you really can't ask for anything more as as a college quarterback and then having the chance to impact some uh, middle school and high school kids um, was a really cool opportunity as well. 
Was it all work, or did you get time to bond with the other quarterbacks? Yeah, it was definitely hard work, but we got to you know work out by ourselves as well, and then you know at night get to yeah you know, have some really cool conversations with guys that are in similar situations and learn from them and have some good laughs, and it was all just a, a great uh, few days. How intense was the passing academy as an instructor? Were the kids held to a high standard, or was it pretty laid back? I don't think that you know you can have the Mannings there and not be held to a high standard. Just how intense that family is about football um, kind of motivates you to make sure that you know you're giving the best instruction to the kids. So it was it was a lot of fun, but you definitely uh, try to push the kids to the to the level. Did you have to ever catch yourself looking around, kind of awestruck that you were there with the Mannings and stuff, or did you try to play it cool and? Uh, you know, just say, okay, I'm here, let's get to work. Yeah, there's definitely moments where you just try to step back and say, you know, wow, this is, uh, you know, awesome, awesome experience. But at the same time, you know, those guys are so personable and so nice and really just want to help you learn that you kind of forget about their, you know, star power uh, a little bit there and just kind of have a brotherhood. So, um, like I said, it's just something that you really, you know, feel at home and it was a really cool experience. What was your number one takeaway from this camp? Did you have a number one takeaway, whether it was something from the Mannings or the kids or your peers? Was there something that you know you can really point to that you took away from this camp? Yeah, I think one thing that I noticed is just, like I said before, how intense and how intentional the Mannings are about football and how much better they want other people to get. You know, I think back to when we're doing workouts on the field with Peyton and Eli and, you know, you make a bad throw and, you know, Peyton's getting on, you're like, oh, man, you're better than that. So, you know, just kind of taking every single rep with that mentality of, hey, you know, I'm going to be the best that I can be. And if I don't live up to that, I'm going to get on myself and try to be better. So that was really one of the things I took away. One thing we didn't talk about, we're going to rewind quickly to the offensive side. And we haven't talked about the backup quarterback position yet. Knock on wood uh, that you're on the field for every single game, Grant. But something happens. Who's behind you? Who are you working with? Who's in the quarterback room with you this year? We got two older guys that have been in the system before with Jake Froshauer and Noah Rothman. And both of those guys, I think, can step in and win any single game that they need to that they need to and then um, you go down to two younger guys that came in this year and are learning uh, with Nick Fry and uh, Alex Rosso and they've been guys that have you know been great great teammates and we're also um, really excited to learn from the older guys too so um, you know the dynamic in the quarterback room is really good right now and we're you know basically all in to win a Patriot League championship. Just announced that you're one of the captains for the 2019 football team what's that mean to you? Huge honor knowing the type of leaders and the type of program that this is you know, leaders that I've seen before me, you know, trying to live up and, and lead this team to another successful season. And it's just a huge honor and to be um, selected by my teammates too. It means a lot to have them vote for you and really give you this, this recognition. Uh, you really can't ask for anything more. Thomas Ives showing out in Chicago so far. Have you been able to talk to him, or you guys are too busy? There's definitely some guys that, that I've talked to him. Uh, I try to leave him alone right now because he's probably really focused, but he had three catches in the preseason game, and we were all watching it together as a team. So it's awesome, you know, seeing that number 14 jersey is wearing there and seeing Ives on the back and having them say, yeah, former Colgate Raider. But it's just really cool to see that. Grant, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Best of luck this season, and uh, let's get it started against Villanova. Great. Thank you. That is Grant Brenneman on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Back on the Colgate Raider Report podcast with women's soccer star here at Colgate, Mara Cosentino. And Mara, thanks for joining me on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. I know you had a pretty late night as Colgate kicked off the season with their first exhibition game against Boston College. What time did you get in? It's got to be good that there's no classes to go to at least, but what time did you get in this morning? We got in around 1.30 this morning, and then we had to go back to the locker room and unpack everything. 
but yeah, it was nice. We uh, just had recovery today, and so they're letting us have some time to get some sleep back and recover a little bit from the game. How did it go against Boston College? It was good. We lost one nothing, but for our first scrimmage of the year, I thought we actually played very well, and a lot of players I thought stepped up and um, showed what they were capable of. And I think it was a really good like first step for the rest of the season. Is it good going against a bigger school like that and the fact that it's a road game, so you kind of treat it like a regular season game? Yeah, it was good because even though it was just only an exhibition, it definitely felt like a regular season game where you have to, yeah, you get on the bus, you travel, stay in a hotel, and then the whole day before the game, you kind of have to manage your time so that you're not sitting around doing nothing. And yeah, I think it was good. And then especially for like our new players, freshmen, to just kind of experience that a little bit. And then because it was BC, a big time school, it just made it even more competitive. So everyone was really like ready to go for the game. And it made it a really, really good start to a season, I think. Every year the team is different. So tell me, how will the 2019 version be different than the 2018? I think we have more experience this year. And I think we're just going to really focus on making sure we get all the little things right and that we stick together as a team and that we play hard and stay focused throughout the entire season because obviously by the end of the season it can get a little bit long and everyone's tired with classes and everything and so I think we're this year we're really trying to focus on staying mentally engaged in the game and showing up to practice ready to go every day giving it 100 percent. I know it's all part of being a student athlete here at Colgate and you relish the fact that you not only get a great academic experience but a great athletic experience but it's got to be night and day when you're playing soccer and the only focus is soccer and then classes kick in so it's got to be a little different right now correct? Yeah right now we always joke it's almost feels like we're at like a summer like soccer camp because it's like you wake up play soccer eat lunch play soccer go to bed you know it's actually one of my my favorite times of the year because it's you don't have any other of those distractions or anything it really is just you bonding with your team and playing soccer and doing what you love every day. Now that the exhibition game is out of the way what is the focus before the August 22nd opener at Fairfield? I think our focus is to just get everybody healthy and start to figure out like where everyone's going to fit in and just start kind of start clicking together more and obviously that'll come with time and just start playing together and get our touches back and everything. This is Eric Malinowski on the Colgate Raider Report. I'm chatting with star midfielder for Colgate women's soccer, Mara Cosentino. What do you remember from last year's one nothing win against the Stags? Do you remember anything from that victory? It was a good game. They definitely put up a fight and I remember last year we scrimmaged them first and then played them in the regular season so it was pretty cool that we got to see a team twice because the only time that ever really happens is in the postseason so it was good to get that experience in and it was good to play them the second time because you know like you beat them the first time the second time is always going to be harder so like to be able to like come together and like acknowledge that fact that they're going to come out strong and that we got to come out even stronger I thought it was a really good we had a good game against them. Patriot League preseason midfielder of the year. What was your reaction when this was announced? I thought it was exciting, and I thought it was actually really nice for the all-league team also. We had, I think, five girls on there, which is awesome. You know, like, great representation for our team. And I thought it was great that uh, we're getting some recognition from the league. Mac Herman trophy watch list? What is this? It sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, I actually wasn't, I had never heard of that before <laughs> until they told me about it. I guess it's some sort of award. I'm still not entirely sure, but it was, it was really an honor to be chosen for that, even just to be on the list for it, because it's 
just a bunch of the best soccer players in the country, and it's really, really is an honor to be picked for it. Not only were you the 2018 Patriot League Midfielder of the Year, you were also named the 2018 United Soccer Coaches First Team All-Region. What was that award, Mara? Did you get a plaque? Did you get a trophy? Is it back in Glastonbury with all the others? I didn't get anything to my knowledge. It's pretty cool, especially because, you know, all these awards just come from our team doing well. You know, like none of this would happen if our team wasn't as successful as we are. So it's great to get the recognition. Do you keep any trophies and plaques with you, or are they all back home? (laughs) I keep most of them back home. Physically and mentally, do you feel like a senior? I would say mentally, I definitely don't feel like a senior yet. If anything, I still feel like I'm new to the program and everything, just because it's... I think it'll never really sink in, you know, that this is our last season. But yeah, I think it's also good, though, that we have three years of experience now going into all of these games. But yeah, it is a little bittersweet knowing that there are some lasts coming up you know how do you feel physically do you feel like a senior do you feel like a <laughs> an old player when it comes to soccer years there are times yeah where you definitely feel like you don't quite recover as quickly as the younger girls but it's good we have a great athletic trainer with us and so she really helps us out and keeps us ready to go as much as possible with all the accomplishments that you've had already Mara what is the driving force behind you what's your motivation going into your senior season I think I speak for our whole team when I say our goal for the season is to win a Patriot League championship it's been a few years for our team and I think we really have the talent to do it this year and I think everyone on our team knows it and I think we're really ready to get out and fight for it what did you personally focus on in the off season I think one of my bigger things was fitness just because that's something that takes some time to build up and like your touches on the ball like that'll come with time obviously especially because we have two practices a day you know so you're out there touching the ball a lot but fitness is kind of like the underlying thing that is really important for the game and without that you can't really do anything else so I think that was my main focus I'd say. That is Colgate University women's soccer star Mara Cosentino. Mara out of all the goals that you've scored in a Colgate uniform do you have a favorite? Yeah, I think my favorite would be the one against Navy last year, just because we had never, at least no one on the team had ever beaten Navy before. It was a big game. It was at their field in overtime, and whoever won that game was first in the league at that time, and it just was really, really exciting. It was like after we scored everyone like ran out on the field it was just a really exciting moment for everyone I'd say unless I'm wrong and please correct me if I am wrong but I believe you've been here with the same coaching staff for all four years how important is that having that continuity knowing that you're seeing the same faces every single year yeah I think it's really important and I think it's been really helpful because we do have a great coaching staff they know their soccer obviously and it's really good to like build that relationship with them and have it that continue throughout the years and it's just I think been really really beneficial to stick with the same people all four years. I believe the 29th year for Kathy Braun I know what impact she has been for this soccer program but what kind of impact do you think she's had on the university as a whole? I don't think the soccer program would be where it is without Kathy Braun. I think she's done an incredible job of building it up and getting it to be where it is now and I think she really gives it everything she's got and cares a lot about us and about our season and everything so I think she really does everything she can for us. 
Let's head into the classroom, Mara. What's the class you are most looking forward to as a senior? And are there any classes that you might be a little nervous about? (laughs) I'd say I'm most excited for, I'm taking an optics physics class. And I think I've just never taken a class like that before. And I think it could be really, really cool. And the one I'd say I'm a little nervous for is real analysis. It's a math class and it's just a very abstract, different way of thinking. And We'll see how it goes, you know. Now, we're in August 2019. Are you thinking about August 2020 at all and what you're going to be doing a year from now, or is that still a work in progress? I'd say it's still a work in progress. I'm kind of just going with the flow, see what happens. I'm I'm taking my GRE at the end of the month, so we'll see if I want to do grad school or if I go straight into a job and do grad school later on. But I think at the end of the day, I do want to do grad school at some point. It just kind of depends when I end up doing it. Always a pleasure, Mara. Thank you so much. Congratulations on all the success you've had so far, and best of luck this season in your quest to win a Patriot League title. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That is Colgate women's soccer star Mara Cosentino for the Colgate Raider Report. And thank you once again to Nick Wheeler and Grant Brenneman of the Colgate football team and Mara Cosentino from the Colgate women's soccer program for being on the first show of the season. If you would like to sponsor the Colgate Raider Report podcast, please call Ryan West at 607-432-1030. Until the next podcast, be proud to wear the maroon and white of your Colgate Raiders.